So the big question is this, how can I live a life of purpose and meaning and still pay my mortgage? I've spent the last 20 plus years searching for answers. I've traveled to the ends of the earth, studying with gurus and teachers, seeking balance and clarity and crafting a life of purpose. I'm Leanne Wolke, and this is The Epic Journey. Pauline Caballero, sometimes called P or PC, is the co-founder of Power Yoga Canada, a family of hot power yoga studios with the goal of creating a community centered around positive personal transformation. Pauline's resume is bananas. She's been everything from a competitive figure skater to a registered holistic nutritionist, global logistics and supply chain leader, and more. She's traveled the world building Power Yoga's popularity. Yet she'll tell you her most pivotal role is as a support to her husband, Gerard, as they together navigate raising their two boys, Jacob and Noah. Pauline likes to leverage her vast knowledge of yoga and wellness to help people tap into the healing spirit of yoga and awaken the best in all of us. Pauline's most recent project is publishing her book, Pivot, Five Practices to Strategize and Support You Through Change. I know you'll enjoy this conversation with Pauline as much as I did. Welcome, Pauline. It is wonderful to have you here on the podcast. Um, Let's just jump right in. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Leanne. Oh, it is an honor. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Sure. I mean, um, so I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a co-founder of a yoga franchise here in Canada. Um, so I'm actually located in the greater Toronto area. And we started the business called Power Yoga Canada about 10 years ago. And um, I mean, in front of that, I had a corporate career uh, with a Fortune 500 company. I spent a decade there. And then before that, I actually was a figure skater. So I used to skate competitively, synchronized skating for Team Canada. So it's been sort of an interesting journey um, getting to where I am right now. But I mean, my toughest job to date has definitely been being a wife and a mom to two boys. And so I have a 15-year-old and I also have a seven-year-old. But And currently right now, I'm, you know, one of the co-founders of Power Canada, I'm also a chief revenue officer for a company called Buckland Global Trade, which is an international freight forwarding and customs brokerage house. Um, so sort of just juggling a whole bunch of different things. And and uh, and my most recent adventure has really been authoring a book called Pivot, Changes in Coming, It's Here. Okay, so you just laid down a lot right there uh, and kind of glossed over it. You went from, well, I was on, you know, the Canadian skating team to I'm an entrepreneur, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I've got kids and I'm married. So how, let's just dive right. How do you manage it all? Yeah. You know, that's such a great question. I'll say this. I, um, I write about it in the book and I don't really believe in balance, you know? So for the longest time I've been trying to balance everything and, and, you know, be the perfect wife and the perfect mom and the perfect business owner. And I'm just been sucking at it all. And so, you know, the way I talk about it is I, though, I really just feel like I'm trying to have organized chaos happening in my life. So, I'm not really handling it all. I'm really just doing my best in the present moment to do what I'm doing and then moving to the next thing, pivoting to the next thing. And that's sort of been the concept of how the, the book came to life. But um, I, I'm just, I'm also okay with dropping balls. Like I'm okay with 
not being able to do it all. And it took me a long time to get there. I think I spent my 20s and my 30s really trying to be everything to everybody. And then I, I realized I just, I can't. Yeah. So you talk about you're okay with dropping balls. How did you get to that ideology? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I spend so much time just so concerned about what everyone's thinking about me. At least that's how it was in my 20s and definitely still in my 30s. And even today it creeps in like, oh, what are they going to say? What's my mom going to say? But it was really, i say a pivotal moment for me was, um, actually, I'll never forget it. Um, my mom uh, was questioning me when I was opening up Power Yoga Canada. So you can imagine I was an executive, um, you know, had it all like the, the house with the pool, with the two cars in the driveway, you know, and the... Um, uh, and my husband, who was, you know, gainfully employed as well. And I was like, and then I come home one day and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to open up a yoga studio. And to boot, it was a hot yoga studio. So 10 years ago in Toronto, uh, more than 10 years ago now, 12 years ago, no one even knew what that was. Like I know in the U.S. Bikram was a thing and hot power yoga was a thing. It wasn't like that in Toronto at all, not in Canada. And so everyone thought I'd lost my mind. And she said to me, um, I knew I'd... My mom's a first generation, I'm first generation Canadian. My mom is a, an immigrant from Portugal and very traditional. And she said to me a very interesting thing. She said, I knew there was going to be a problem the moment you wanted to go to university. And so I think for me, that was such a pivotal moment because it was like, no matter what I do, I am not going to please everyone. And I started deciding that I'm going to have to start making choices that really follow my intuition and follow my heart. And we went ahead and opened up that yoga studio and it ended up being a huge success. We used all of our savings and we used to joke around and say, you know, we're playing Russian roulette with our credit cards. You know, maybe it'll go through while we're at Home Depot buying paint. Maybe not. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and we just continue to follow through with that dream, but it was against all odds and it was against, um, against everyone's beliefs, like even my business partner, Kinley, her dad was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to work. Our business coach was like, mm, I don't think anyone's going to come if there's no showers. So we just kept getting no, and this is wrong, and this isn't the right way. And so for me, that was kind of like that pivotal moment where I need to start to trust, trust my intuition and really get that um, feeling of, if I believe it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And, and knowing that I am going to have to be okay with disappointing people over and over again. And so I'll say like, that's part of, you know, the, how I started the concept of really being okay with dropping balls. I cannot keep everyone happy, but I have to start being able to look in the mirror and, um, and look at myself and, and, and be okay with what I'm doing. So you talked about following your intuition and that inner voice. How do you tap into that? Do you have a methodology for that or? Mm, yeah, it's a really good question. You know, in pivot, um, I, the I in pivot. So the way I broke out the book is it's in five practices. So, um, you know, each letter of the word pivot stands for a different practice. And I is the, the intuition. And, I'll say the practice that has really supported me through intuition is meditation, like by far. It's that silent moment where you can actually hear the gentle whispers of your heart. And, 
you know, for those of you listening to this podcast that, uh, you know, it's a little airy fairy. Um, it's not, it's not, it's that moment when the, you know, the hair on the backs of your arms just stand up and it's, and it's telling you distinctly to do something, but then your rational brain, your thinking mind tells you and wants to rationalize and tell you exactly how you should be doing things. It's like, it's no, it's not that voice. It's really those whispers. And I mean, the practice of meditation is the thing that I'll say has made the difference for me and in listening to my intuition and every single time I don't listen to it, I always, I mean, I, I always go back to, oh, I wish I just listened to my first gut instinct. Give us a story when you didn't listen. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. Um, (laughs) so I, um, yeah, I didn't listen. So we have a, a studio that we opened up. So what we do is we um, we have an affiliation program. So we open up uh, our first studio. And part of our, our mission of our business is to empower communities into action. So the actual medium that we do is hot power yoga, but who we are and what we're about is empowering communities into action. And, and that's really the whole premise behind what we've done is we've created something where we train yoga teachers. And once we started creating yoga teachers, we realized we need to give these people a home. And so the home that we've provided them with is the pathway of opening up their own studio. And why that's so important to us is because we are interested and motivated by other people being able to live their best life through being an entrepreneur. And so there has been um, a time when I'll say our very first affiliate, when we opened up our very first first affiliate where I knew it wasn't going to work out when they weren't willing to actually put up the sign of Power Yoga Canada. And, you know, it was like a couple of months and they were still didn't have that sign up. And I knew in my heart of hearts before I said yes, that "Mm, this wasn't right. We should have waited. But because we were so motivated by growing the brand, growing the industry, getting our first affiliate off the ground, we said yes when we should have said no. So that is like a prime example. We ended up pulling that affiliation um, within three or four months. And it was the hardest decision to do because it was really a, it was really an opportunity to look at like, okay, like we failed and we failed hard. Um, But Kinley, my business partner is so great. And it's like, together we were willing to learn from that failure and it was the best decision we made because after that came, you know, 14 other studios. So you've got 14 other studios plus your original studio now, is that correct? So there's 14, including our original. And then there's two more that we plan to have open two or three um, by first quarter, 2021. Okay. So now let's talk, we're talking in the time of COVID, right? (laughs) Six months in or whatever it is at this point. What have you done to pivot during this time that's allowed you not only to be successful, but to be expanding your brand? You know, we didn't stop. I'll say this. I'll never forget um, the date of, you know, of March 15th when we had to close our businesses down and we went, um, we closed actually in front of the government um, mandate. Um, But what we didn't do is we, we kept going And so the first pivot that we made is we went to free online classes and we live streamed on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, 
I was the first one to teach the class on Instagram Live. I was like the guinea pig at 6 a.m. on Monday, that Monday morning. And, you know, the funny, and the, the funny thing is, is that I hadn't been teaching yoga. I mean, I barely teach yoga now. And so for me to be the first person out, out of the gate, I was like, no problem. I'll try it out. I'll be the guinea pig. And it ended up being a big hit. And it kept growing. And so for the next two weeks, we did that. But that wasn't going to be enough because we realized we were going to be in quarantine much longer. It wasn't going to be just a two-week thing. And so we need to figure out how are we going to monetize this business. So what we did is we pivoted hard um, into a Zoom model, so an interactive model. Um, And we did that and we created the framework around it. But our unique offering was that we were able to mobilize and scale uh, a robust and extensive class offering because we had, you know, the power of 14 other studios behind us. So we could have a class on the hour and not have to worry about payment of the teachers because we were able to build with our studio owners. And that's, I'll say, um, the beautiful thing about us was that we were able to collaborate as team. So we went to, we went from having, you know, that during COVID, we had everyday calls with our team, with the affiliate owners, really talking about strategy and what were we going to do and how are we going to continue to motivate each other? What was the mood that we were bringing to our teams? How did we need to shift? How did we need to evolve? Um, and we kept going. We went to the parks. We went um, to corporations. We were giving yoga away for free. We were charging yoga, but we were constantly in contact with our members and we were in constant contact with our community. You know, we also launched a 30-day program to talk about um, what you, how you feel, like you're, what are you, you, what are you fueling your body with? What are you fueling your mind with? And how are you moving your body? And so our 30s, our 30 day to level up was led by our teachers. And traditionally that model would be a weekly meeting, you know, touchy feely, how are you doing? But, you know, in the days of COVID, it become more like a lifeline. So everyone was looking forward to that 30 days call that they had every single day, um, meeting with their group, being in community, because what was happening is people were losing touch. You know, they were isolated. Many of us, COVID looked different for many people. Some people were thriving because they had a cottage or, you know, they had a pool in their backyard or because they were, they were planned for it. Other people were struggling and barely surviving because they've lost jobs and, you know, income was different or, you know, they're a single parent. They have many children and they were struggling between trying to be at work and stay at home. So what we found is that we had to really morph our offering to, to be for everybody, which is really what our model is. Now, have all of your affiliates been able to weather the storm successfully? Yeah, everyone's um, come out of COVID. Um, here in here in Canada, we are open with um, social distancing. We are not mandated to wear a mask during hot yoga exercise um, and movement. So that's also positive. But um, we're also positioned in a, way, in a way that we can weather if we are looking at a second wave. But I'll say um, our bigger concern is less about people getting COVID and, and more about mental health. We're hearing stories now about you know, suicide and mental health issues. And so our commitment as team really is to be mindful and to do our best to follow, you know, the authorities' recommendations from a health perspective so that we can remain open, so that we can be that place where people can come together and practice together. Right. We're seeing the deaths of despair, um, like you were talking about, just from people being you know, I think anybody can kind of muster the the strength, the resiliency, whatever it is for two weeks, four weeks, two months, 
three months, but now going on six months plus, um, I think we're seeing a different scenario than we did in those early days. I know here we've had seven yoga studios in Nashville that have closed. Wow. And, uh, it's, it's just such an unprecedented time. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And I think now more than ever is the time to look at, you know, multiple ways in which to fill your bucket, you know, and the pathway of, of I'll say residual income, passive income. How can you really, you know, diversify your portfolio now more than ever, especially for entrepreneurships? So one of the things I love about you, Pauline, is that you are an entrepreneur, uh, at least as much as a yogi. Um, and I think that your yoga, you, you live through your entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. How do you blend the two? A lot of times I see um, people love the practice of yoga. So they think, oh, I'm going to open a yoga studio and it's going to be great. And people are going to come in droves. Yeah, it's, that's such a great question, you know, and I'll say I, I, I do, I, I definitely call myself a serial entrepreneur because I just love it. I love the whole creation and the birth of an idea. Um, I hate the minutia, that's for sure, but <laughs> um, you know, I'll say the way that I've been able to sort of like collide the worlds together is really through, through way of being, you know, like the sutras of yoga and the practices of yoga and, you know, do no harm is so important to me. And, and it's, it's been the way in which I want to run our businesses and a way in which I want to interact. And, and I'll say, you know, that's really been the beautiful practice of Power Yoga Canada and, you know, and really looking at who do we want to be for others, not just in the yoga room, but out of the yoga room, because I'll often hear people say like, oh, you know, when I'm at work, I'm this way. And when I'm at home, I'm this way. And when I'm over here at my yoga studio, I'm this way. And for me, it's like, no, you're actually, you should always be the same everywhere you go. And in fact, you probably are. And so, you know, what's the gap there? Who are you pretending to be over there? Who are you (laughs) pretending to be over here? And so that's really been the work. It's like colliding, you know, the brain and the heart into one practice and then utilizing it, like utilizing my skill set, you know, with the, with the yoga studio, utilizing the skill set with, um, with Pivot. And, you know, I'm just so blessed to have such a wonderful business partner who provides me with the freedom to be and, and understands that, you know, we need to try things out and some stuff will, will work out and some stuff won't, but it's through that practice of, of, you know, you know, really, if I was to, to tie it back into yoga, it's like through that practice of trying that headstand, like sometimes you're going to nail it and other times you're just going to miss it. And even in that warrior two pose, like your practice just doesn't look the same every time you hit the pose, just like, you know, your business idea doesn't look the same or the way you handle the meeting doesn't look the same or the way you coach your employees doesn't look the same, but it's really being malleable with the ebbs and flows of what you're dealing with. Um, that has, I'll say has made a difference for us, but with that common, you know, that common drishti, that common looking. So in yoga, we use the word drishti as like your North star, your focus. So like the common focus is always empowering communities into action. So like if we're making, looking to make a decision, the litmus test is, are we empowering people? Yes or no. If no, then we're not doing it. Right. And it's, I think it's so important that you've got those guiding principles that makes it the decisions are easy if you know what you're looking for. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I talk about it in the book about core values and that's really under perspective. Um, so really looking at what are the different perspectives that you have and, and what's the perspective in which you make a decision. But, you know, the the operating principles, the core values that we have for Pario Canada are nothing that we've created. In fact, it's from a book called The Collaborative Way. And many organizations such as NASA and Goop have all incorporated those principles. In fact, you know, we incorporate them over in Buckland as well. I've taken them right out of the collaborative way because they are just so true. I mean, the one um, addition that Pario Canada has made is diversity and belonging. You know, that's something that we're committed to and um, have had as a guiding principle because community is important to us. And the fact that every body and every one belongs um, so the diversity piece is also really important to us, but the the core values of speaking straight, listening generously, being for one another, and acknowledgments and appreciation is just, I mean, it's critical in running a business. And so those, for those of you listening, I mean, grab the collaborative way. I mean, it's available online, but I think that's one of the things that we've also done really well is we've been able to pull from um, things that inspire us and be able to collaborate with other modalities, other distinctions, um, and really just pull them together into like, what does it look like from a PYC offering? It, you know, I, I know you've, um, you've alluded to your partner and Kinley many times and, and talked about how you guys have this great relationship and you're able to kind of, you play off one another. It seems beautifully, at least from, from what I've seen. Um, I know when I was opening my business, I was told like, if you have a partner, banks are less likely to give you a loan, 75, 80% of partnerships fail. What do you think has made your longstanding partnership so successful? Oh, it's so funny. You know, it's so funny. She's here actually right now our <laughs> together and like um, her son's going to have a sleepover today, but I'll say, you know, early on, we actually were quite fortunate. We went through marriage counseling, the two of us. And so it, what's funny is when we actually opened up the business, I didn't even know her last name. In fact, as I was opening up the business uh, number, I had to call her and be like, hey, Kinley, like, what's your last name? Where do you live? And so there's nothing like, you know, there's nothing that a normal thinking brain would have done here that it just sort of flowed and it, it worked well together. But the biggest piece that we did is we um, we had a, a, a relationship coach and we really worked on how do we want to communicate and who do we want to be for one another and I would say that, you know, she and I actually got to such a beautiful flow in relationship in front of even my husband and I getting into that flow. You know, like Gerard and I went to counseling after the fact, but the the biggest thing that we did is we made an investment in our communication and how we were going to work and be for one another. Wow. Powerful. I've never heard of another business partnership that's gone to marriage counseling. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's, it's a brilliant idea. You know, I, 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 I think that that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, any close relationship over time, as you, especially, you know, I've seen you guys give each other space to grow and, and um, take on other projects and, and interests. So it's been um, awe inspiring, I'll say. Yeah, thank you. I mean, and I think that's also what's really important is for you to have a commitment to other people's growth, you know, and, um, you know, I, I was, I, I was sharing with you and I'm, I've been sharing with people in my life, you know, recently I, um, experienced a tragic loss in my son's best friend's passing. And it's really kind of struck with me. And I, I've 
I've just made this, you know, intentional decision and, and actually Kimley's really the one who's helped me come to it, but because I've been having a lot of guilt, like things have just been working out, you know, and, and I've been, I've been really sitting with that guilt because I, I feel really guilty. I, I felt really guilty about the book launch. I felt really guilty about, you know, things moving forward. And, and, you know, Kimley's like, well, Pauline, you really have to shift that into gratitude, you know, and, and she's really been the one that's sort of been supporting me and shifting that into gratitude. But what I've really come to for myself is that what I'm committed to is, you know, part of my commitment in the world is really to empower people into action. Like I'm really passionate about empowering leaders. In fact, you know, I, I've done it many times and continue to do it over and over again. But more so than that, I'm committed to leaving everyone better than I found them. And that's including things like the park, for instance, like yesterday I was at the park with my boys and, and intentionally now, you know, really picking up garbage and picking up the masks that people are dropping, you know, not really sitting in the fear of whether I'm going to get COVID or not by touching these masks, obviously being, having my due diligence, washing my hands, putting hand sanitizer on, but I'm just so committed now. Like, I'm really curious, what would it look like if I left everyone better than I found them? And which is challenging, you know, I also manage hundreds of people and am committed to like, you know, financial results. And, but still from that place, even in that leadership, like what would it look like if I intentionally left everyone better than I found them? And so that's really the concept I'm playing with. So how do you, have you ever had an instance, like, I love the idea of intentionally leaving people better than you found them, but what if somebody isn't a fit? You know, it's so funny that you say that because yesterday I was on the phone. We're opening up a brand new studio and um, in a new city and we're in COVID, right? So everyone's been shut down and, and I got a, we got a phone call at the head office and, and they were quite irate. They were quite upset. Like, how dare you? Do you know that you're opening up in a yoga studio next door to us, like 500 meters away? Like what kind of person are you? And I said, oh, you know, I, I actually can really appreciate what you're saying here. You know, I would, I would be challenged as well. And I said to them, I'm like, well, look, tell me a little bit more about your business. And, and it's, they don't just offer yoga. They also offer Pilates. And, and he was just going on and on and on. And I said, you know what? I'm really committed to collaboration. And, you know, because what he also says, I know it's a free country and you can open up anywhere you want. He's like, but I just think it's completely irresponsible of you for not doing your, your research. And I'm like, you know, well, we actually did do our research and, and it just so happened that this is a perfect footprint for our business. Um, but I'm interested in being in collaboration with you. Like, would you, would you be interested in that with me? Well, I I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. I'm like, well, you think about that. And so that would be an example of like really challenging. I could have easily gone down the road of like, dude, you're crazy. We're opening up anyways. Peace out. Good luck. You know, but part of my commitment is to leave him better, whether he receives it or not. You know, that that's just an example yesterday of someone who was definitely a hard no, like, Pauline, you are a jerk. And um, yeah, and I just I just hope in that conversation that I gave him a different perspective of how to view competition. And I think that we need to start looking at how do we collaborate one of our, you know, one of the things that we've been kind of posting around our, our affiliate team is if you want to go fast go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And um, we're really seeing the value of collaboration and team now more than ever. In, sure. Yeah. In my relationship at home with my family, in my relationship with my business partner. And um, 
even in the relationship with my book launch, you know, I, I actually was just ready to give up. I was like, okay, just let that thing come out. Just let it slide in. Don't worry about it. But um, collectively I had a team of leaders and friends that were like, no, it's not going to go down that way, Pauline. So, you know, if it wasn't for them, I, I definitely wouldn't still be here with you on this call. So thank you. So let's shift directions. Let's talk about your book, mm. which is so exciting. The title of your book is Pivot. Um, tell us about it. Yeah, it's um, it's a really quick, easy read, as my kids would say. <laughs> but um, it talks about five different practices. And what I'm so present to is that change isn't coming. It's here. We're in the midst of it. In fact, you know, as I was uh, looking to get this book published and released, I had someone say to me, are, are you sure you don't want to change the subtitle? Like people don't like change. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to change it. That's exactly why I'm writing about it is people don't like change. And so this book is really a tool guide on how to choose change distinct from having change happen to you. And it's a, it's a read in which it's designed where you can take any chapter and follow the practices at any point in time, but it's very much a workbook. So, you know, if you have a, if you get a copy, please make sure you have a pen by your bedside. There's practices and techniques that you can utilize in every single area, but it really breaks down the perspective, different perspectives that we have. The intuition, as we talked about, the gentle whispers in your heart, vision, and not just seeing a vision, but being able to communicate it to others, because I think often that's the gap. In fact, it's a gap by experience when we were opening up a yoga studio. I wasn't able to articulate to my husband what exactly we were doing here. I had a vision, but I couldn't share it. I didn't know how, not because I was trying to withhold it. And it's actually a theme in my life. I see where I withhold information only from a lack of not being able to articulate it. So I really talk about that in, in that chapter. You know, the last two chapters, obstacles, you know, what would it look like if we actually looked at our life as an ecosystem distinct from um, the way we see life right now. So when I say ecosystem, I mean, when we see a stream, we don't see a rock in the middle of the stream as an obstacle, as a thing that's stopping the water flow. We just see it as a thing that's there. And so what if the thing that was there and stopping us, or so we perceive it to be stopping us, was just the thing that was there? And what if we saw obstacles in our life as part of our own ecosystem, things that we just had to get around and not make any bigger of a deal of that? So that's what we really tackle in that practice. And then the last one is tactics. Because at the end of the day, if you don't create a plan and then work the plan, you won't do anything. You'll be stuck in analysis paralysis. And so, you know, that's sort of, that's really important in like putting words down, creating accountability and then following it and then repeat because all of these things can happen at any point in time. And really it's just a big shuffleboard. Okay. So we've got perspective, intuition, vision, obstacles, and tactics. Got it. Love it. Um, and what made you decide to write this book? It's been a behag of mine since 2009. I, I was like, I mean, I wrote it down on a t-shirt I will write a book. And I never did it. And it's been sitting there on my mind. And someone said to me, you know, why would you ever write a book? No one would read it. And that became sort of the, um, I'll say the catalyst for me to pursue this dream. And so it's been a big, hairy, audacious goal of mine that I've always wanted to do. And what I did notice is 
what I am great at is pivoting and shifting from one thing to the next, whether it's, you know, being here with you, Leanne, on this podcast, and then pivoting to being a mom in the next moment to then pivoting to be a business owner. I, I do so much in just the day, but the pivotal moment for me was back in 2017 when I just looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize who I was. And um, it, I needed to make a hard pivot. I was losing my husband, I was losing my family, and I was drowning in work, and it just wasn't for me. And um, and that's really where, you know, I'll say the, the name of the book, you know, really came to me in 2017. It's been in the work since 2017. And um, it took me a little while to pull it across the finish line. But, um, you know, when the title was here and, you know, my, my publisher was like, here we are in COVID, she's like, Pauline P, you've got to get this thing done. And so... Um, that's what I started with in quarantine. So not only was I pivoting the business, but I was up till the wee hours of the morning pulling this book across the finish line. Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. And, and it's a huge um, accomplishment. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Do you have any plans to do like, as you were sitting there explaining it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this would be so great. And you made your priority plan to do this, but like, uh, um, like a five week study group book study where you go through one practice a week. And yeah, we're looking at that actually. Um, so what we've started is that we've started a coaching certification program, accountability, a pivot accountability coaching program. So my bigger vision is I feel everyone needs an accountability coach, especially within organizations. And so that's sort of the domain in which we're starting. And, and I think we started with that, you know, that bigger project and we're working backwards. And I, I definitely see in, you know, in the fall or maybe in, in the winter of 2021, a starting a five week program. And then like what I really would love to see have happen is that there's just, you know, book clubs and other people leading it because the pivot of practice, the practices of pivot and the, the pivot practice is something that, um, should just happen all the time and naturally. And, and I'm really in, I'm really interested in creating the movement where we're all self-led because everything we need is, is right there within us. There's nothing in my book that is new or unique. It's just my interpretation of it all. And so, you know, I, I'm really hoping that my interpretation speaks to someone who hasn't seen it before, but one thing I can promise you is you've seen it before. You just weren't ready to see it. Right. It's that old thing when the student's ready, the teacher appears and it's, um, you know, it's the same thing over and over and over. If you look at even uh, Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, every good movie contains the hero's journey. Every Every good story has the hero's journey in it. And it's, can you recognize it? If it was the story where the, the hero or the heroine has nothing go wrong and everything is just perfect, smooth sailing, and they have the perfect life. Nobody would watch it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, heard, I heard Elizabeth Gilbert speak once and um, she quoted a, a poem by a gentleman by the name of Jack Gilbert, who was her teacher, I believe, but um, you know, no relation. And she says, and he says, the question is, do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are buried deep within you? Yes. We saw her here in Nashville and she said that and it was one of those, it's just like the dagger in the heart. Like, Oh yeah. How can you not? How can you not? And you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is we are always free to choose, but we are not free from the consequences of our choice. 
So really, you know, just choose wisely and, and know that, yeah, you get the benefits, but you also get the consequences of your choice. And, and, and even if that's an obstacle, so what, like, what can you do with that and how can you continue to thrive? So good. What inspires you? You know, my children, my children inspire me. They have been my biggest teachers and um, they have called forth something of me I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. And um, they have really supported me in reprioritizing, you know, what is important. And, um, and for that, I'm forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh my gosh, Pauline, it was so good to get to talk to you and catch up and hear about your book. I am so proud of you and um, honored to know you and and call you a friend and just to see what you're up to. How can listeners keep up with you? You can follow me on Instagram at Pauline Caballero. Um, That's my handle. And um, you can check us out at Power Yoga Canada. And, And yeah, I mean, just... You know, if you end up picking up the book, please just direct message me and, and share what you're getting from the practices. I'm really interested in, and motivated to continue to support everyone and everybody across the planet. So good. So good. And the book's on Amazon or anywhere where books are sold. Um, and we'll put all that in the show notes so that they can find it as well there too. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Epic Journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a rating and a review. I truly hope that you got something out of this episode that you can use on your own epic journey.